I'm sometimes confusing this with my personal journal, which, um, when not curated, may uh, really take you to a dark place, because I'm essentially throwing um, all the thoughts that I don't want to have in me, I'm, I'm throwing them uh, away at you, and that's uh, oh, a bizarre thing. There is a, a digger riding on a, on a subway truck. That's uh, unusual sight. Almost like seeing an airplane on water. Well, not quite, but anyway. Um, you know, I, every now and then I record and I catch myself just, just talking about things that you have no, you should have no interest in at all. Like just, just things that concern me, but should not concern you at all. Then I stop and I don't feel like uh, starting over. I don't feel like recording again. So that that's what happened. I was recording for the last 10 minutes about uh, what's what was up with me lately and I feel I need to start over I need to uh, sort of just summarize what happened instead of giving all the details but you know once I said those things I already started to feel better so I've been away uh, because there was just too much of that dark and personal vibe I was uh, trying to deal with and I, I, I didn't really want it to bother you with that at all. I, I really wanted to just uh, present myself from a different angle, from an angle that you may actually enjoy, or angle that may interest you. And how do you disconnect this public persona from personality that makes it uh, supposedly interesting? I never figured it out. I, I always make it too personal. Let me briefly let, let me brief you into what was up in the recent months. I've been dealing with a lot of mental discomfort. I've been diagnosed with uh, some kind of depression and adjustment disorder, and I'm fine talking about it. I, I feel it's something what many of us have. It's often not diagnosed. I would just live with this pain or discomfort. I call it discomfort because it's, it is mainly a discomfort and uh, it results in a lot of anxiety and uh, almost complete drop of creativity and productivity. Now, I know that what happened to me was caused by putting too much effort into making things, to, to make things that would sell, that would be monetized and all that. And as a result, I completely lost the, the idea of, of getting just, just personal pleasure out of making things that make me happy. You know, almost like the underlining reason for making things should be making money out of it, which is not true and should not be the case at all. But that's unfortunately reality that we live in. Quite often there is a lot of interesting content and interesting ideas that uh, dissolve or they die. Uh, they're not being discovered because there is no clear monetization um, 
path for it to, to thrive. And in our society, if, there is, if it's not making money, it has no reason to live, to exist. So, yeah, I, I'm having a bit of a burnout. And I've got a good, really good uh, therapist that helps me to go through it. And I, uh, partially what I'm doing now, this, this, this little walk, uh, it's actually not little. I've been away since, uh, I've been outside since uh, 9 a.m. So it's already three hours, three or four, four hours. Um, it takes me away from things that usually pull me in into a closed loop of trying to be productive but not being productive and then getting frustrated, getting confused, being annoyed and anxious. So when I'm away, when I'm outside, things look different. Things look like I'm, I'm really having a break. I'm really having a reset. Here's that digger again. What's happening? Where are all the trains? Anyway, anyway, I'm. It's Monday. I'm not at work. Obviously, it's not my work. It's. Uh, it's what I do for my mental health. I have a medical leave, and I'm not coming back to work uh, anytime soon. Or. Uh, I'm not getting back to the same job anymore. I, I was on medical leave, but the company decided to let me go, which is not really nice. And the whole situation is way more complicated, and I, I don't feel like talking about it, but I can just say that I decided to sue them, to take them to court for uh, unlawful termination. Considering what I've done for them, they treated me very badly in the way how they terminated my contract. So I, I really want to have different kind of settlements and uh, my lawyers are working on this, which is scary, exciting, and I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this. You know, I've, I've never actually, I never really reached out to lawyer in my life. For those who know my feed, audio feed, you probably remember I, I, I had to go to court last year, or early, early this year, was it January? I can't remember. I, I was caught riding electric skateboard that I shouldn't, shouldn't be riding at all in, in Germany, they are forbidden. Uh, but I was caught riding, I, I kind of knew this is not legal, but I ignored this fact entirely thinking it's it's fine it's not a big deal it was a big deal and I was, uh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to pay uh, 1200 euros which was uh, a terrible terrible prospect uh, I ended up not paying I went to the court and I uh, I guess I won the case I, the judge said that I can go I don't to pay I just don't I'm not supposed to write it anymore, which is which is fine for now. Uh, but uh, yeah, who would have known? I, I'm, I'm a couple of months went by, and I'm setting up um, a court visit, court appearance again. I'm gonna 
to my employer, which is, it's, it's such a tricky thing because, you know, you, you know someone for a couple of years, you get to like each other, even though it's not really liking someone by definition. It's, it's, it's a very special relationship, right? You cannot really talk with uh, work people about anything. You, you, you need to have some, some kind of mask. You need to mask some things, filter some things. Because when they do fire you, they may use all the information against you. That, that's what I've been trying to do, in fact. Um, so they, they don't need to pay me a severance package and all that. So I feel a little bit betrayed. I feel uh, angry and I feel like someone took advantage of me. All that, I, I'm sure you can imagine. What I want to say is, I'm, I'm really glad I'm fighting back, and I, I, um, I'm not accepting the idea of being vulnerable to someone else's decision. You know, the, the whole idea of having a lawyer, it's like asking your daddy to save you from the craziest, trouble you've been in, you know. Obviously, I, I wouldn't be able to deal with this on legal, on that level of legal uh, dialogue. They, like, lawyers speak their own language. They don't really, that does not really translate into uh, their own language. They need to speak law to win the case. So uh, I'm glad they will be talking on my behalf and uh, I may get a, a bit of satisfaction and peace of mind. Now, grant you, I, I need this peace of mind. I need the settlement because I, uh, yeah, I'm currently not working, and I, I, uh, I'm expecting baby, and I, 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 I can't really be uh, so financially vulnerable. So that's that's what's up. That's what's up. Now, I don't really want to talk about my concerns anymore. I've already spent too much time work, working, <laughs> talking about this. So I'm trying to occupy my world, my head, with things that, um, I guess you could say, they're, they're almost like kids' play. Uh, just doing things for fun, just trying to find a reason to do things because they make me happy. and. That ultimately and apparently is the way to to uh, get rid of the burnout. So that's what I'm doing. I'm sketching, I'm playing with music. And I guess I'm trying to record podcasts, although it's so easy to get into uh, that mindset where it's starting to be a uh, business-like thinking. just the opposite of how Berlin was just a couple of weeks ago. So uh, that was a single reason why I didn't record, or what I thought was the reason I didn't record. It's just 
Too damn cold and windy. That, this is perfect. This is just a beautiful time to record. language in the background right we're in um, in area densely populated by uh, Turkish people so it doesn't really feel like Berlin but, uh, it feels very much like going on a journey to another country Another beautiful thing about Berlin is at this time of the year, I thought it's actually later in the year, but uh, the trees, so many trees that turn pink, it's like uh, cherry blossom, yeah, but it's, it's a different kind of tree, I don't think it's a, these are cherries, they're beautiful, they're like, uh, there's a lot of those pink or white trees that are just hardly uh, capable of handling that weight of juicy and heavy flowers. It's so incredible. And they quite often contrast with this gray post-war Postmodern landscape of uh, you know, old buildings, old facades. Uh, it's definitely the time of the year you want to visit Berlin. Can be uh, can be like this. Could be completely different. A different time of the year. I see myself living here actually I'm looking at it I'm this time of the year really buys or convinces me in the idea of staying here and thinking about this place more seriously which I am slowly I'm catching myself on no longer questioning whether I want to live here or not it kind of happened I I started to appreciate this place. I started to see it as a, as a city that will make me feel right, make me feel well, make, make, make me feel welcome. It's so diversified, it's so full of um, opportunities and options, flavors. No, I'm, not, I'm not really a, a fan of being in the city as much as it may sound like. I, I would much rather live outside, but I, I do like those excursions. I do like to I do like to, uh, to see it as almost if, uh, almost as if it was a virtual reality experience, you know. Just, on that level. I've got a new recorder, by the way. Uh, I'm liking it a lot. It's uh, H1N. 
model from Zoom, I had a H1, which this model replaced, and it's it's fantastic. It's fairly small, very robust. It has all the features I needed. Like uh, I'm able to pause recording. I don't need to start a new file. Um, so that's. That thing alone cuts the editing time. I can just record one file and put it up as it is and just pause in between. I, I needed that. It wasn't really a standard thing in my previous recorder. The only thing I have a problem with is the wind, the wind noise. It's, uh, I don't really have a proper wind filter right now. and. Uh, I'm improvising, let's say. It's called mildly. Mild improvisation, trying to escape wind. Other than that, it's a, it's a great value for money. It's about uh, 100 euros worth device. And I know it's gonna stay with me for a while. It's, it's one of those devices that I consider to be deeply personal. You know, uh, I've got a couple of devices like this, and this is one of them. The, the other one is my iPad Pro with Pencil. There's, it's so diverse in what it can do, and information it has on it is so personal, and it's, I feel so safe with it because all the password protection. There's a lot of handwritten notes on it, lots of uh, drawings, sketches, a lot of. A lot of time and effort, expression, put into that device. So that's that's second. Another one is, uh, I would say, another tablet. It's a, it's a tablet that I don't know if I'm gonna keep or not. Sadly, it's a Wacom Cintiq, 24 inches, uh, I mean 20, 27 QHD display. I know this is maybe, it's not really telling you anything. It's a, it's a beautiful piece of uh, engineering product design. It's a very robust, heavy display that you can write on with a special pen from Wacom. And it's, it emulates uh, work on paper perfectly. And I, the reason why I like it is I have it in front of me when I interface a computer, and it really feels like your or mine um, interaction with a machine comes through this very natural uh, activity of writing, of, of holding a pen instead of a mouse. You know, it's just, it feels so organic, it feels so natural, and I love it. So. Uh, especially at night, you know, you have this glowing surface that you draw, you drag icons with a pen, and you you can write things. You can. It's. it's I, I cannot really express it, but it's really soothing. It's really, it feels like future. You know, um, it doesn't look like a computer. It looks like just a glowing surface that you write on. So I don't know if I'm gonna keep it because uh, now I was convinced I got it. This is my bonus from my employer. Uh, now since we are having a difficult patch, uh, they want to get it back. 
and I'm not very keen on that, so I don't know. I, we'll see what my lawyer says about that. Maybe uh, I'll get some kind of, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I, have, I still have maybe one or two months with it until uh, it will need to be decided whether I can keep it or not. If I want to give it back, I may, I may buy it on my own at some point, eventually. It's one of those things that you buy and you don't really feel like updating. And you may end up having it for a very long time. Like my laptop, I, I have my MacBook Pro for six years or seven years at this point. And it's, it's, it's wonderful. I can do everything on it, you know, everything what I could do on a, on a modern computer. I remember very well I used to update my laptop every two, every three years, because uh, it, would, it just wouldn't keep up. But this machine is just indestructible. And I, I did change things in it. I, I replaced the hard drive with a solid-state drive. And I have maxed out on RAM memory, so it, it is a fairly powerful computer for what it was when it was initially put together by Apple. I, somehow I feel uh, very well about, uh, very, yeah, very well about just holding to certain items that don't need to be replaced. They feel like they may be with me for a while, and I don't need to care about. Uh, you know, it doesn't feel like collecting things. It feels like you have things that make you who you are, even though they're not you. They're, these are like uh, foreign, foreign, foreign uh, objects, but they they very well define who you are and how you express yourself, like this recorder or. A tablet, you know, I've done so much work with calligraphy uh, that I wouldn't normally do with pen and paper. I would just waste so much paper <laughs> with what I've done on those tablets. Um, or the way how these tablets encouraged me to, to, uh, to scrapbook, to doodle, to, to journal. I'd be a different person if I wouldn't have that option. Because uh, if I do, I'm using it. I've been a bit uh, bummed out by the fact that I'm, I'm not really producing anything. I'm just almost like self-indulging in those things. Like none of, none of those hundreds of pages I've wrote or drawn can be uh, presented as my portfolio. But uh, I'm kind of fine with this. You know why? Um, my therapist, I think at the first uh, meeting we had said, you can acknowledge that we live in a society that glorifies uh, being an extrovert and we need to be producing, we need to be efficient, we need to be productive. And in Eastern uh, approach, introvertism is, is way more celebrated and it's... Uh, you know, one, one, one is not worse from the other. So what I'm, what I'm doing, it's a practice of my, 
of my own. Uh, I'm addressing my own needs, and I don't need to produce anything. I just I just do things because they make me a better person. I feel, and uh, it doesn't matter if I what I come up with uh, is not uh, is, is not going to end up being uh, a published, shared, or seen thing by by hundreds of thousands of people. You know, it's fine if I if only I see it. And think about that. Think think if you do anything like that, what just what is creative, but just for you, just for your own self. Just the way how writing a, a journal is no longer in vogue. You know, like personal journaling has been replaced by blogs. Now, I don't know who still writes a blog, personal blog. I, I cannot really find any online anymore. All the blogs that I'm seeing are essentially websites that, uh, that promote an idea, a commercial idea. So we moved on from blogs, but um, you know, nothing really replaced that uh, internal need to write thoughts on paper or in digital form. Now, maybe people do that, but I think social media uh, flattened this premise and, and made it uh, made it uh, not suitable for how we live and how we spend our time and energy on. Speaking of, speaking of energy, I, I gotta go. I, I need to eat something because it's uh, what time is it? I can't tell. Uh, I think it's close to 1:30 maybe. Yeah, 135. Uh, I need to eat something, and this this area is really famous for eastern uh, and southern dishes. Uh, I'm gonna try something without really being too fussy and picky. I want something fresh and uh, and and bland. <laughs> Can I get that? Can I get that? Can I get that? Uh, all right. Let's see what we get. That was good. That was really delicious. I I, um, I went on this uh, main road of a Kreuzberg area, and I I thought I have pretty unified selection there. I, I was looking at uh, kebab places, um, mostly some pizzerias and burger joints. Which I said I, I will no longer have burgers. Uh, pr probably not in a while. I, um, I had some bad experiences. I, in a row, a couple of burger negative experiences in a row. I said I, uh, I'm not into burgers for a while, and I'm sticking to it. Anyway, all of a sudden I saw this uh, out of ordinary uh, shop front, a restaurant. Uh, Ayurvedic restaurant and I I always forget what Ayurveda is about I have vague idea but not enough to, to tell you what I think it is um, I always thought that Ayurvedic food is, is really bland didn't I say I need a bland food and that's, that's what I got no it wasn't too bland it was actually very flavorsome and uh, rich you know, aromas and uh, colors, flavors, all that. Really nice, made me feel really, really good. And it was suspiciously, suspiciously? 
inexpensive. It was just a couple of euros for a hearty uh, plate of food. So I, I, I ate that, I enjoyed it a lot. I had a mango lassi and, uh, and like, uh, what's spargel in English? Uh, I'm blanking on the name. Um, asparagus white asparagus soup with cauliflower and potatoes. It was a really comforting, comforting concoction of, of a dish. So I had that and I, I felt so good after eating this. I, I went to uh, take something uh, of their menu to go uh, because uh, I wanted to bring something for my girlfriend and uh, I wanted to have a soup. Like I had, I just I wanted to take, take it into a jar with me. And uh, it seems like I had one of the last plates, so there was no more for her. And I also found out that the shop is closing in, uh, in a matter of a couple of days from now. So it was a historical moment because uh, they were open for the last 10 years, which may seem like a lot. It is a lot for a business of that kind, I guess. They, they've been around for a while. And uh, yeah, the, the owner apparently decided to do something bigger. And I guess he hit the, the ceiling of what this restaurant could be. Um, and yeah, they're closing in four days. They will be still opened as a little stand at the Market Hallenoin which is uh, a really well-known uh, bazaar kind of place, food, food bazaar. I go there every Saturday, almost every Saturday, for vegetables. Um, and that, that's a way of, get them, of getting them off the farmer's hands. Uh, delicious cheese, uh, wonderful meats, just really cool, good food all around, no, no matter what you're into, you'll find the, one of the best varieties in this place. So they will be opening their little booth over there, which is uh, even more, uh, uh, more convenient for me than going to this place where it used to be, or it's gonna be there for the, last, for the next couple of days. So, uh, yeah. Well, that, that was a nice discovery. I'm lately getting more and more satisfaction from uh, vegetarian and vegan food. And mainly because I'm, I'm really suspicious about the quality of the meats that is being served all around. I like meat. I, I think I need meat. I also believe that I, I don't need as much of it as, as it is portrayed in a in our culture, I think we need mostly vegetables and some meat, and uh, that's what I'm trying to have. So I've looked at my Samsung Health app as I was having my meal, and I realized I did almost uh, 13,000 13, steps. Uh, I know it's. Might, might be a lot for some people. It's, uh, it's 
it's quite all right for me. Um, I'm still walking, so I may, I may actually hit 20,000. I know it may seem bizarre amount, just crazy amount to some people who live in, uh, I suppose, in the States, where you need to drive all the time. You don't really need to drive in Berlin at all. You, you do use public transport because the city is vast, but you can comfortably walk and enjoy that walk. You don't really go through planes of nothingness. Sometimes you do, but uh, usually you have something to engage with, something to look at. You don't really need to go into a car and, and, and drive far away just to have a coffee. Sidewalks are, sidewalks are really broad and you have a lot of privacy also for recording like this. You're not uh, really cramped. There's a lot of space for walking and cycling and all that. So, uh, yeah, a couple of couple of more steps to take before I conclude this walk and this recording session, which I think goes uh, it's quite successful. I don't know. I, I hope I'm gonna publish it. I hope I will. Speaking of cars, I, I've been looking. Uh, I've been looking into buying a car, uh, which uh, I think I said so many times already. But now it's starting to be necessary. So as I said, you don't really need a car in Berlin because uh, car sharing and public transport is so uh, so well organized you you cannot really find spot to park anyway so why would you bother to have this hustle in your life well since I'm expecting a baby I uh, I think we need a car and we've been talking about it and you know it's such a it's such a mindfuck pardon me but it is uh, it, when it comes to deciding what car, in what way to get, um, I, I seem to just, where from as well, like who would be your vendor? Would, would you buy from an ad or from a reseller or sh should I buy a brand new? Should I get financing? Should I get uh, leasing or should I pay cash? Now, all these questions, and there are, there are no good and bad answers. There are just specific answers for uh, particular needs. Now, need, needs are changing, and I don't really know what commitments to make. There are good and bad choices. So, I think I end up buying uh, or getting a leasing on a car which I thought is the stupidest way of getting a car, but apparently that's what I was suspecting. I, I think apparently it's, um, it's worth getting a leasing if you own a company. I, I, I do own my uh, freelance business, which might be enough to get a good deal on the leasing. And uh, essentially, yeah, you're renting a car, right? You're renting a car and uh, you're getting a lot of uh, perks 
because of that, you don't worry about repairs, you get a new car, and you can buy it afterwards if you really like it. So, I don't really know what the, what the big deal is. I, whenever I'm reading about uh, those precautionary articles and videos about like, why should you not take leasing, I, I'm not really convinced I shouldn't. So, um, and the most important thing is, if you if you own your own business, you can expense it. So I, I'm looking for uh, deductibles. I'm looking for ways I can uh, offset my tax, and that could be a a good way of doing it. You know, like the car sharing I'm, I'm doing, the uh, the car to go scheme. I cannot expense that. I, I just. It's not really possible. Although it is like leasing, I'm leasing a car by minute. So yeah, I'm quite excited about this. I need to complete my paperwork, and I'll I'll go off and, and see what cars can I get. What car can I get? Um, it's probably going to be a, a five-door car to fit in a car seat and and the rest is uh, uncertain <laughs> I don't know. yeah I want a new car uh, there's been such such a big amount of progress made in uh, in a car design and engineering and all the gadgets you may have inside I, I need comfort I need quiet car I need uh, I don't need a fast car, I don't think. As long as it's comfortable and quiet, I can, I can drive longer. I don't need to be everywhere fast. I just want to be uh, relaxed and rested when I get there. You know what I mean? It's, like, that's what I don't get about uh, fast driving. I, I cannot say I'm, uh, I'm a slow driver. I, uh, get a, a fair amount of speeding tickets but I when I drive far I, I I'm not one of those who just decide to step on it and they go all the like as soon as as fast as possible which is which is uh, encouraged or possible on uh, autobahns in Germany now I, I don't really fully get how autobahns work because I Whenever I'm on those uh, highways that go through Germany, I always see uh, speed limits there. So maybe I've never been on autobahn after all. But uh, yeah, you know, it's when you speed, your body, I, I think that's for everybody. I, I, my body is really tense when I go 200 kilometers per hour, 180. On 60, I start to be tense. Uh, so whenever that happens, I, I need to be focused, I need to be very vigilant. I don't like that, I, I, I'd much rather drive slower, say 120, and, and, and just relax, you know, just, just follow a car in front of you, keep a safe distance, lock your speed. And speaking of those um, enhancements of, uh, of driving, experience uh, the last car I, I borrowed for a little trip we had to a seaside I I was amazed 
by amount of sensors and, and those long journey enhancements that the, the car had. Uh, so I could lock on the distance from car in front of me, so it was almost like doing uh, autonomous car, but without AI, without all the fancy stuff. It was just following a car in front of you. <laughs> you still had to hold the wheel, uh, but that's like as you would anyway. And it, it was really cool just to just sit down. You, you keep as much as you keep as much of attention as necessary, but. Other than that, you relax and you're fully rested when you when you arrive. And car was quiet, spacious. It's beautiful as well. It was I actually it was beautiful on the inside. It was pretty um, humble and decent on the outside. It wasn't really uh, standing out, which which is something I like. So uh, yeah, I, I, I really think there's a. It's something what I want to do. I would have to get one of those cars. It's so windy. Okay, so uh, where are we now? We are very close to a place where I occasionally like to go for a coffee. Should I pause? It's so windy. Can you hear me? Oh, that's. That's a very powerful wind. Uh, okay, I think it's subsiding. Um, no, <laughs> it does not. Okay, I'm gonna pause. All right, that's better. Slightly better. Well, that's that's so cool. I can just pause my recording and uh, resume when I feel it's more appropriate. I, I couldn't do that before. It would be a separate file, and I. I would need to deal with uh, stitching, 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 stitch, stitching of the files later, which was not convenient at all, and I would usually end up not publishing the recording. So that didn't really work for me. So um, I can tell you what's going to happen. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll finish recording shortly. And I will go for coffee now. I will do a couple of drawings, hopefully. Uh, in this coffee shop, this particular coffee shop, there is a reading room full of magazines. Now, that's something I really like. Uh, those high-end magazines that are fairly expensive. You can, you can look through them, read them, without any sense of guilt that you are, uh, you know, scamming the... Okay, without... Uh, Fear that you're scamming the system, you know, reading for free. You know, they, they encourage you to read their magazines that are always up to date. So there's maybe uh, 50 different titles, uh, mostly about culture and art, culture and art, and uh, uh, what else? Travel. Um, yeah. A lot to look at, lots of material to, to draw through, and, and you, know, you have coffee as you do it, or non-coffee beverages. So you're going to spend there some time, and I'm going to try to draw something uh, just for fun, not for uh, not a particular agenda. That's, that's, like I said, that's one of the most difficult tasks for me.
I just enjoy doodles, enjoy doodling, and uh, and then I go home. I will uh, try to publish today, and uh, before I get there, I will uh, buy some groceries, and I will use one of the. Uh, speaking of shared economy, shared vehicles, so I will uh, get, a, get 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 on one of those uh, electric scooters. Um, a GoGoRo scooter. There's a new model of a GoGoRo scooter recently uh, made available to the public. I love those. They're really powerful, very comfortable. The first model of GoGoRo, you can Google and check it out. Uh, it was very basic, almost like a prototype for a utopian city, you know, not very, uh, not very comfortable for uh, longer rides. But those scooters are perfect for traffic such as this one today. So I'm looking forward to to ride it. I already rode one today. And that's going to conclude my uh, my day, more or less. I'm going to stay at home and uh, <laughs> do my taxes. I've, I've been planning to do my taxes for the last four months. There is still time, but I need, to, I need to do it fast. I need to do it quick, get it out of the way. Hopefully today or tomorrow is the day. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. I, I can't promise I'll publish another one soon, but it was fun. And I enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Take care.